Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. After a long, whopping one day off, we're back to game day edition. Hornets are going to be hosting the Washington Wizards tonight. We'll have a preview of that one. Also going to talk about the continued injury issues for the Hornets and putting in a perspective compared to some other teams across the NBA and We're officially 10 games in. How has the team met expectations? Probably haven't met most people's expectations record-wise, but the reasons why they are quite obvious. So we'll talk about all of that with a good friend here of the HHC and a fan favorite in the Queen City, sports reporter and anchor at NBC Charlotte, Ashley Stroline, back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Happy we were able to finally make this happen. It is our pleasure and privilege to have you on board. Let's start off with how the team has done meeting expectations. And obviously, uh, the bar was quite a bit higher than three and seven, ten games in. I know you were out there uh, opening night or home opening night. I guess that was game two officially for the Hornets. Uh, at the time, Charlotte had LaMelo Ball still recovering from an ankle injury. We didn't know how long he'd be out. Obviously, he remains out. The team had, at the time, a healthy Gordon Hayward and a healthy Terry Rozier. That actually was the last game that both those guys were healthy at the same time. My question for you, you know, 10 games in compared to your expectations for the team for the course of the entire season at that point when you were covering the team for the home opener until now, have things changed? Are they the same? Are your expectations down at all? Are they up or at all? Well, my expectations for this team has been on a roller coaster from, I think, the end of last season up until this point right now. I think when the season ended, they had such a an identity of this young, fun, up-and-coming team that had a lot of expectation. And everyone was like, okay, what are they going to do in the draft? What are there going to be some free agency moves? And obviously, again, a roller coaster of what's happened there and brought up the injuries. LaMelo Ball, obviously, the most concerning there. Everyone patiently awaiting his return. So I think I've kind of had to almost taper my expectations because of injuries and, and because of the offseason. But I think it's given us a chance with the injuries that are you know current. We've had a chance to see how guys are going to respond how people are going to step up in, in each other's absences. And so it's given us a chance to see, you know, the depth on the roster, maybe some guys who wouldn't normally get a lot of playing time. We've seen have, have to step up, and we've seen some really good things. And so I think overall, Cliff has come in with a great mindset to correct some of the issues he felt were persistent with this team. And, you know, he, as we all know, he's very honest. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And so I think his expectations have not been met, but he's also been dealt an interesting hand with the injuries and just what he has on his roster to work with. But there's also some games, I think, that could have went the Hornets' way, right? They could have beat the Knicks there in OT or the Kings the other night or even the Nets on Saturday. So the record could be different. It's just a matter of finishing down the stretch. And, and I think Saturday's loss was pretty heartbreaking. They had a double-digit lead in the fourth and then let Durant and, and the Nets get the best of them. And as Coach said, one rebound would have been different. 
one rebound would have been different. Rebounds early would have been helpful. Free throw shooting, turnover issues. There was a long list of things that went wrong, but what went right, the Hornets took on one of the best players in the NBA and uh, the squad that was remaining around him and were their equals, if not better than them, for the majority of that basketball game. Of course, when it was all said and done, Hornets ended up four points shy of what they needed against the Brooklyn Nets. In terms of wins and losses, you know, keeping it all in perspective, we'll talk more about injuries later, but 10 games into the season, the Charlotte Hornets have played exactly zero minutes with Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and LaMelo Ball all on the floor at the same time. There have only been two games where even two of those players were on the floor for the same time, and obviously they didn't finish both those games with both those guys on the hardwood. So I personally am reserving judgment for how good this team can be and, and am encouraged by the fact that they've at least been competitive for the most part when they've been playing with at least just one star on the floor but with 72 games left to go and the assumption being that there will be better health around the bend at some point for this team, is there a win total you have in mind or had in mind at the start of the season? And how does it need to be adjusted, if at all? Oh, you see, this is where you're getting to know me. Everyone is always like, Stro, make a prediction. Stro, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really like to put any of that on paper because so much can happen, right? And so I didn't come into the season with um, a certain win number or what I thought the final record would be. I'm also like the eternal optimist. So even when things aren't supposed to go our way or everyone else is predicting low wins or, or whatever it may be, I'm like, well... But this could happen or that could happen. And so I, I like to try and stay on the more optimistic side of things. And, and like you just mentioned, you have three key players, three starters. We have yet to see all three of them together on the court for a regular season game. Obviously, we saw Terry Rozier come back on Saturday against Brooklyn, and it was great. He had a, a season high, what, 25 points. So I'm excited to see how the dynamic shifts, how it changes, what Cliff does when he has what he thought his starting lineup would be to start the year all together on the court and it also stinks right that we're talking about injuries just 10 games in because normally you're thinking oh I'm starting the season healthy and now you're literally dealing with three starters battling injuries and how you got to work through that. Sadly that has been the major storyline to this point of the season and it's going to be another major point of this podcast as we roll along Ashley Strohline sticking with us we're going to talk more about how injuries have hit not just the Hornets but the entire NBA it's a major major storyline right now we'll get into it after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly even movies were blurry so I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Ashley Strohline, the sports anchor extraordinaire and sports reporter at NBC Charlotte, here with us once again on the Hornets Hivecast, talking about injuries, which has been really the major storyline for the Hornets over the course of the first 10 games of the season. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Charlotte has not had a single game where LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and Terry Rozier have all been on the floor at the same time. And uh, they've only had two games where even two of those players were on the floor 
at the same time. But they're not the only ones dealing with injuries. We don't know the status fully on Bradley Beal. We know he was ruled out of yesterday's game due to health and safety protocols. That's a bit murkier now than it was last year. Last season, it seemed like, you know, you get on that list and you're going to be out for at least a week now. The way the testing protocols go, it could be a shorter period of time. So we're not sure exactly what we're going to see there. But the Toronto Raptors just had their top scorer, Pascal Siakam, ruled out for a couple weeks. Really, all across the NBA, we're seeing injuries of some significance here and there hampering teams and it's part of the reason why there's a lot of squads that are within two or three games of one another right now in terms of finding the silver lining something we always like to do that's why we like having an optimist like Ashley Stroline here with us what are some of the positives that you've seen from some of the younger Hornets perhaps that wouldn't have been revealed without some of these injuries Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like you said, the silver lining. That's the beauty of it, right? It's like, okay, there is no option but to give this person a chance, give this person minutes, and and what can they do? And I think for a lot of people, you really are just waiting for your opportunity, right? And then when you get it, you have to capitalize on it. And that's your moment to show coach, to show the entire NBA, like, hey, this is why I'm in the league. This is why I'm here. And and I think someone that's been really fun to watch is uh, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, just the intensity that he brings, the determination. So that's been a lot of fun to see. And then just some other some of the other guys that, that coaches put in the rotation. And I'll be curious to see who he goes with for his starting five once everyone's healthy. And has anyone maybe earned some more minutes that we didn't think originally and, and exactly how he'll play those guys and, and how he'll manage time when you do start putting LaMelo back into the rotation or Gordon and, and now obviously Terry's back and, and how does he feel after coming back after a seven-game absence there. So, you know, it's been fun to see and, and I think that's whenever you kind of get to see, all right, this is who I can count on down the stretch. All right, if this happens, I know I can put this guy in. And um, and again, like that's sometimes where stars are made. It's really just about getting your opportunity in, in anything in life. And so we'll see how that continues to play out for his roster. And obviously we also saw Coach saying, okay, there's some guys that I can't get minutes for right now. So we're going to send them to the Swarm and see what they can do. And, and that's been fun to watch, you know, Williams go and, and show out there. So it's been um, been a good way to, to develop those guys. We saw Borrego use the G League team has a great way to get guys minutes as well. And and also Book Knight's been someone that's got some some playing time with the Hornets with the absence of LaMelo. And um, so I think it's just been good in general to kind of lift those guys' spirits. Here's your chance. Show me what you got. I think that's a great point, Ashley. And, and you're right to say that, you know, the, the injuries open up opportunities, but they open them up at specific positions. You know, I'm not wishing injuries on anyone, but the, the fact that the Hornets have been hit with sprained ankles to guard after guard after guard means that the Hornets are dipping further and further into the reserves at the point guard position and trying to, you know, manufacture playmaker minutes. Meanwhile, at the center position, there's been good health all the way around, and it's been a position of real strength. Not only has Mason Plumley performed well with a couple of double-doubles in the last couple of weeks, but Nick Richards got off to a really hot start. That blocked Mark Williams from really getting on the floor early, but he found his way in Greensboro, and my goodness, what a start for him there. 20 points and 15 rebounds in his Greenboro Swarm debut. And what does he do for an encore? He follows it up with 22 points and 16 rebounds. So, you know, whenever his opportunity comes, he seems to be just about ready for it because of the numbers he's posted there at Greensboro. Another guy he mentioned is James Booknight. And I think the last couple of games we've seen the game slow down a bit for him. He's still a little streaky on his shot on the makes and misses, but his decision-making is improving and just looks better and better in terms of the flow of the offense. And my goodness, that block shot he had the other night on Yuta Watanabe, that was a thing of beauty. So uh, 
Uh, he's starting to make some serious contributions, and these are things that wouldn't have been revealed without the injuries. All that said, we could certainly use the Hornets getting healthy here, and I'm curious your thoughts seeing them individually out there on the floor Clearly, we saw a lot of LaMelo Ball last year in the, the All-Star season, and we have high expectations for him now in year three. We've seen what Terry Rozier can do in terms of leading this team, and even without both of those guys, Gordon Hayward was a real focal point helping the team get signature wins over Atlanta and Golden State. So in your mind, I'm going to try this again. I know I couldn't get a win total out of you before, but how good of a team in the Eastern Conference do you think the Hornets are with those three guys on the floor is this the kind of team that can seriously compete with in your professional opinion top four top six top eight spot in the eastern conference you know i think a good goal for the hornets this season the last two years we've had to settle for a playing game that's just been like heartbreaking i thought like after the first one and it was a blowout i thought last year i'm like you know what they're gonna come back with a vengeance and they're gonna win this playing game and get to a playoff series and then we kind of got the exact same result and so my hope for them is, you know, maybe in the in the East they can rally and, and squeak in into an actual playoff series once we get everyone out there, once we see. But it's hard for me because I want to see the product actually come to fruition. And I want to see what it's going to be like when those guys are out there and the chemistry that they do have. And obviously, they already have chemistry because they've been playing together for the last couple of seasons. But I want to see what, what Cliff is able to do with them. But, you know, I don't. I don't know that I put them in the top of the East, but I I would like to be optimistic and think maybe they could get in, you know, into a playoff series. If nothing else, it'll, you know, another playing game. But it was interesting, even before the season started, Terry Rozier, we asked him because previously, the year before, he was like, it's playoffs or bust or the season's a total disappointment. And this year we were like, well, do you still feel that way? And he's like, I didn't say that this year. Like, let's just see how this team meshes. Let's see how we, you know, we get get going and, and get together. So I think they're still trying to find their identity as a group and as a unit and with some missing pieces that, that they did have the last few seasons. I know you want a, a real prediction from me, but I'll be optimistic and say maybe they can squeak in. But it was crazy last year. I mean, the team had improved its win total from the previous season. Any other year, they would have had a playoff series. So the East has just continued to get better. Any other year, they would have had a playoff series last year. So I think it's um, it's an interesting dynamic as the West has always kind of ruled the school, but the East has progressively gotten better in itself as well. And that's so important to keep in mind is that they did win 43 games any other season in the Eastern Conference, that's a top eight seed. Uh, it was the first time ever that was a 10th seed and the 10-win improvement. I've joked around. I don't think it's mathematically possible, but if the Hornets find a way to win 53 games and finish 10th again, cash in the lottery tickets. Well, hopefully someone also got $1.5 billion for having those kind of odds because I think they might be similar, but we'll find out. Hornets right now still trying to dig their way out. Even at 3-7, and seven, they're only really three, three and a half games out of a top four spot in the Eastern Conference. That's about two good weeks of basketball. And to this point, the Hornets have hadn't had any weeks of basketball with all three of their stars. So I think there are a lot of good weeks in the future here for the Hornets. Maybe it starts right now. Hornets are going to host the Washington Wizards tonight. We'll do our game preview with Ashley Stroline, sports reporter and anchor at NBC Charlotte. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. 
Sam Farber and Ashley Strohlein, the sports reporter and anchor extraordinaire at NBC Charlotte, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. All right, it's a game day edition of the HHC. Hornets hosting the Washington Wizards. Slightly earlier tip time. Normally, when it says on the ticket 7 p.m. ticket uh, 7 p.m. tip off, that really means 7:08, 7:10, uh, a little bit later on as you go through all the pregame festivities and whatnot. But because it is this election day initiative from the NBA. Every game is starting exactly 15 minutes after each other, and the Hornets versus Wizards is the leadoff. So Charlotte and Washington will tip off exactly at 7, meaning be there on time at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Ash, for our game preview, we need a player to watch for each team, as well as a statistic to watch. You get to pick the category, and you get to pick first. All right, so player to watch for the Hornets, because I haven't given them any love during our entire time chatting here i'm gonna go i'm gonna shout out our guy pj because he has really really stepped up i think and i think i've been so impressed with how washington has developed and and the player he's become and that was something that i think you know he struggled with the last few years and and when jb was here he's like i need to see pj you know get his mind right step into this and and i've been super impressed with in that starting role how he's really stepped up and and he's been someone that cliff can rely on so i'm gonna say big things from our guy pj I like the pick, and he looked like a, just a totally different player having Terry Rozier on the floor, attracting a lot of that attention and getting into more of those catch-and-shoot opportunities or catch-and-attack opportunities where he is so, so gifted and has a lot of advantages over the opposition. I like the pick a lot. I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. I was expecting to pick him as my player to watch for this one after knowing that he was going to start in the prior game at home against Brooklyn. But I thought it was going to be more like, okay, he eased himself back into the work, probably scored 10 or 12 points, maybe knocked down a three, just an okay game. And this is really where he'd hit the ground running. If that is the case that he hasn't hit the ground running yet, he's going to score about 60 points because he looked phenomenal against Brooklyn. Didn't show any rust from the seven games off due to injury. And it's just a total game changer for the Hornets when they have the stars. Now, we'll find out if there's any injury updates as we get closer and closer to game time. Could Gordon Hayward or could Dennis Smith Jr. or could LaMelo Ball become available? I guess we'll find out. But Terry Rozier is the one we know is appearing to be healthy amongst that star trio. And uh, so he's the one I'm going to look to as my player to watch for Buzz City. How about either a wizard to watch or a stat to watch? Well, you know, Wizard to Watch, that's kind of up in the air depending on, on Bill's status. So maybe we'll go stat to watch, and I'm going to go back to what uh, Coach Clifford had to say post-game over the weekend and the team's lost to Brooklyn. Rebounds. How do we do kind of regrouping and pulling down some rebounds and not giving the Wizards second, third chance opportunities by not doing a fundamental of just boxing out? I'm with you. I thought that game against Brooklyn, I had circled stat to watch was rebounding and second chance points because statistically speaking, Brooklyn was terrible at it. So it it seemed to be something that Charlotte should have dominated in. Instead, there were long stretches of that game where the Hornets could not get off the defensive side of the floor because they couldn't secure the rebound and including in one of those pivotal positions down the stretch in the fourth quarter uh, certainly cost the team there. I'm going to go to free throws and Look, I'm not suggesting that the Hornets are you know, going to be a 90% free-throw shooting team night in and night out, 
but it's been particularly bad to start the season and it's not even concentrated in certain players who have historically not been that strong. Uh, it's just kind of been across the board. We've seen free throws missed, and, and that, I think, was another major problem from the loss to Brooklyn. Uh, not saying that they missed any in clutch time that would have won the game, but they missed a lot early that were the difference between Charlotte being up 10 at one point and maybe being up 15 or 20. So, you know, free throws to me is something that, you know, everyone takes personal responsibility for, and they all say the right things after the game, uh, but it's something that they really need to clean up because I think the other night against Brooklyn's one in particular where it cost them. Finally, I know Bradley Beal's uncertain status puts a a little bit of a tougher workload on you, Ashley, here in terms of picking a wizard to watch, but I need one from you. Who's a wizard player that at least we think will be out there on the floor you've got your eye on? Yeah, you know, we'll see what what Kuzma does, I guess. I was going to go Porzingis. Maybe the two of them was a combo. Um, but, but yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking at the, the kind of like the stats from their previous game, and it was Bradley Bill leading the way there with 20 points, and right behind him with 19 was, was Kyle. So we'll see what Kuz does when he takes on the Hornets. Kuzma is a really good pick. He's such a, a Swiss Army knife, if you will, out there on the floor, able to, to do a lot. He's able to contribute triple-double type stats. He's having another really, really solid season, so I like the pick there. I think I'm going to go with Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis, he was the original unicorn, I think, of the NBA. Tremendous scoring talent, can do a little bit of everything. But as he goes, seems to go the Washington Wizards, at least in their last couple of games. Now, they haven't played that strongly going into last night. They had lost four of their last five games. And this is not an, an every night type of thing, but it seems like most nights, if they're going to be really hard to stop and beating the best teams in the NBA home or road doesn't matter. You're seeing about 30 points from Kristaps Porzingis. On top of that, he's a matchup nightmare. The Hornets have not fared very well against big centers who can rebound with their size advantage and who have a good three-point shot. There's a lot of them out there. Think Nikola Vucevic for Chicago right now. Porzingis falls into that. So he's not someone who's easy to block their shot. I think the Hornets have a little bit of good recent history now, having done a fairly good job on Kevin Durant from three-point range. You know, he's one of the best players in the world, so he's going to get his. But at least the Hornets made it a little more difficult on Durant. I think this is another scenario here where Charlotte's maybe not going to be able to prevent Porzingis entirely from getting his shots. But you can make his life a lot more difficult, and then you're you're hoping that he has, you know, not a, an elite all-star level night that he's capable of. If he does, Wizards are tough to beat. If he doesn't, whether that's because of the Hornets' defense or just him being off for the night, Charlotte's opportunity grows even wider to get this win at home. Ashley, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, and uh, we'll hopefully cheer the Hornets on to a win and break that losing streak they've got going on, and then the next time we talk, we can have some real positive things to say. I would love nothing more. And fans, we again encourage you to come on out to the Hive, support the Hornets tonight as they take on the Washington Wizards. Tickets are available at Hornets.com, but whether you can be there in person, watch it on Bally Sports Southeast, or tune in on the Hornets radio network when the game is over make sure you have it locked on nbc charlotte watch ashley strohline she'll give you the latest on the hornets the panthers everything going on around the queen city sports wise as she anchors their nightly sports report for ashley strohline and our producer rob longo i'm sam farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along we will talk to you next time right here on the hornet's hivecast
Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.